Operation Sector 7, Dynex system failing! Plasma cannons to full power! Shields are doing a major fade! We're going down. Yes, the planet has energon. Too much energon. Continued exposure to unaltered forms will result in permanent damage. Create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures. Scanning and replication of local life forms. Complete. You may emerge. Too much energy. 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 And welcome to Too Much Energon, the weekly podcast where we review every episode of Beast Wars ever in production order, starting from the beginning. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I am your other host, Neo Cow. And this week on Too Much Energon, we are reviewing the first episode of Beast Wars ever, Beast Wars Part 1. It originally aired on September 16th, 1996. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, in the for the in the spirit of transparency, uh, we have actually recorded this episode before, and this is not a a matter of you know us being like, oh, we recorded this yesterday, and it, you know, like our recording was junk, so we got to start over. No, no, we recorded actually recorded this months ago. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, and. While that was all well and fine, uh, the early episodes of this series were kind of marred with leveling issues. Um, I had a really shitty mic on the first episode, and uh, yeah, it comes from a place of uh, sincerity, but not. Uh, I didn't really know what I was doing, <laughs> but now I do. Um, so we thought... Uh, being after doing this for several months now, we thought, what better time to go back and re-record the first few episodes of the podcast, uh, knowing what we know now. And also, to be perfectly honest, a lot of people complain about the production of the first few episodes. So, so if you're we, listening to this, you have been spared. Yes. Yeah. We want to put our best foot forward. So, so welcome to Too Much Energon. Yes, thanks for listening. Uh, all right, uh, before and before we jump right into the episode, uh, I we should introduce ourselves. As mentioned, I am uh, Christopher Siege. We are both a couple of '90s kids from British Columbia, Canada. I first discovered Beast Wars back. On the Beast Wars Part One, back on the day it originally aired. Yeah, you found it. Like it's kind of an interesting story. You kind of stumbled upon it, didn't you? Yeah. So basically, I, me, and my mom had just moved into a new new apartment. We already had cable set up. Um, I was a big fan of the nine other uh, '90s mainframe entertainment cartoon that was airing at the time, Reboot. 
which we also podcast about. It's called Alpha Numeric. Check that show out too if you like what you hear. Yeah, that came out two years before uh, Beast Wars did. It did. Um, so I remember, I believe it was a Monday night. I uh, could be wrong about that, but I remember looking through the TV guide. <laughs> uh, remember those. Um, looking through the TV guide and seeing that Reboot was going to be on on uh, the Canadian kids TV channel, YTV. Uh, it was going to be on at 7.30 p.m. Uh, and I saw in the TV guide that there was something on it before it called Beasties. And for, yes, Beasties. <laughs> for, uh, for any Americans out there listening, uh, Beast Wars was actually called Beasties in Canada because, uh, they, well, they don't like the word war up here <laughs> in kids' shows. No, which, which is funny because as we're about to find out, Saying it on the show is fine. Yep. Just can't be part of the title. Yep. Uh, another mainframe show uh, that premiered, I think, in 1998, uh, Shadow Raiders, which was based on the War Planets property, um, also was similarly renamed in Canada for the same reason. What was it renamed to? Uh, Shadow Raiders. But in the States, it was actually just called War Planets, like the toy line. Oh, it was just called War Planets. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Shadow I, Raiders. I didn't know that. Shadow Raiders is actually a way better title, although it doesn't uh, doesn't really tell you anything about the show. <laughs> no, but I, man, I vaguely recall that. But yeah, I agree. Shadow Raiders sounds sounds cooler. Yeah. So uh, in the TV guide, it said that Beasties was going to be on, and the, here I was. This was probably about uh, seven twenty-four, and I'm like, whatever. Reboot's coming on in like five minutes or so. I'm just going to turn. Uh, I'm just going to turn on YTV, and I see another CGI cartoon with. And I'll point the scene out when we get to it. Uh, was it this that, episode? It was this episode. Yeah, uh, I'll point the scene out when we get to it. But it blew my mind. And I immediately needed to find out more about what this show was. And I ended up watching every episode on its original air date uh, from that night forward. I even, throughout the first season, I even taped them all back on VHS so I could just watch them over and over again. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, Cal, what is your relationship with Beast Wars? My relationship with Beast Wars was like intermittently catching it here and there. I I was one of those kids that had my cousins had a trampoline and we had bikes and we ran around town and stuff. So ah, so you were a rich kid? Definitely not. <laughs> my cousins were. My cousins were the the rich kids with the trampoline and a fancy yard, and <laughs> uh, we'd lived not too far away and. Did not have such luxuries, but mm. I remember having a bike at least. I was in the era where kids went on, if you've watched Stranger Things, perhaps you're familiar with kids going on adventures on bikes. And uh, I feel like I was like the last generation to be able to do that. To go catch frogs and like ride around on bikes and just like disappear for like six hours and... Your parents are like, be home for dinner, and you just like disappear, or waking up at like eight a.m. and like disappearing at like nine a.m. and just like coming back at like six p.m. 
after long hours of throwing pine cones at other kids and getting into Pokemon battles. But the times I did catch it, as a kid, they were really like hit or miss. Whereas like Reboot, which came out a little bit earlier, you could just catch a random episode and appreciate it for what it was. Mm-hmm. But now as an adult, I'm realizing that because there's an ongoing st- more, there's an ongoing story in Reboot, of course, but because there's an ongoing story in Beast Wars, uh, I think it's I think it's a little bit more adult. It's a little bit more mature. Yeah, I would I would wholeheartedly agree with and that. And so I'm I'm actually not appreciating it. I didn't appreciate it as a kid, um, like I am now actually watching it. Like I legitimately think it's most of it's well written. Extremely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the show uh the show holds up uh, really really well. As... And it looks good. Like I'm I'm actually amazed at how good it looks. Yeah, especially as the series goes on. Um with all that out of the way, uh why don't you get us started on the episode Beast Wars Part 1? Yeah. Um there I'm not going to try to like pick over every single little scene in this, but like right away there's a like a I guess a warp, like a what do you want to call it, a wormhole opening up in space? Yep. And a ship comes through. And it's being shot by lasers. While and this then another r- ship comes through. While this really dope guitar riff mute- plays. Oh, yeah, one thing we should probably like mention, but if you're watching this, that means you've probably seen the show. The The music is pretty phenomenal. <laughs> mm-hmm. The sound design um, of anything made by, uh, what's the company, Mainframe Entertainment? Yeah. They're, they're very, their sound design is very, very good. Primo and pre, yeah, Primo and yeah. So we just get to see there's a big planet, big marble planet. Looks like it has liquid water on it, you know, green, gray, and it's got two moons. And uh, yeah, there's a spaceship battle going on with a ship with yellow lasers and a ship with purple lasers. How about that? Yeah, I just want to say like the way this show begins is actually one of my favorite openings of a t- TV series. Ever. Honestly, it I can't think of anything else that's better than this. It <laughs> it it tells you everything you need to know. <laughs> it does, yeah. Like it this is a like shockingly great starting point for this story. It is. <laughs> yeah. Like you said, shockingly great for a kid's like even as an adult, I'm like, wow, like this is hard to compete with. Mm-hmm. We're even given some glimpses of the uh, different transformers inside the ships. One of them, um, they're they're always like from behind and from the shadows, right? Like it doesn't really show us their their uh, their forms. Yeah. And I think one of them's like, uh, we're an exploration ship, not a battle cruiser. Yep. And uh, a a voice, um, mm-hmm. uh, the voice of who we will later learn to be that of Optimus Primal. Uh, mentions that they didn't have any choice because their ship was the only one capable of walking on to Megatron's warp signature. And then we cut over to the other ship. That tells us a lot. Yeah, I like the, that little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we, we do get a little taste of um, Cheetor's um, incredible dialect that we will get a full sampling 
of in many episodes to come. <laughs> what does he say? The shields are like like full on zero gear or fade. Or... <laughs> shields <laughs> are doing a major fade. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that impression that I just did was actual Cheetor or fake Cheetor from the uh, the Beast Wars video game I, intro. I can't tell the difference. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, listeners, the so the. The beginning of this podcast, the very like terrible, like aw- just awful sound alike uh, dialogue from this episode of uh, Beast Wars. Uh, one would think that it was just us trying to be cutesy. Uh, it's not. It's actually from the uh, the Beast Wars video game on PS One. It is the actual oh, the, intro to that game. The <laughs> opening that that we use for too much energon. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought I was like, could anybody actually think that was us? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the maybe. voice is distorted. That is the opening from the uh, PlayStation game. <laughs> the highly recommended PS1 title. Yep. Um, and so uh, a voice on the uh, the enemy ship is like, their shields are down. Destroy them, and then we see who presumably is Megatron say. Uh, now where's the fun in that? A little torment, I think, first. Shears, side gun. Then the, uh, some cannons on the, the enemy ship uh, pop up and start shooting at, uh, the good guy ship. Mm-hmm. Uh. Blasting chunks about it away, even though they're just, like, little, little, uh, squares. Little, like, 2D squares that fly off. At least they're, like, showing damage and, like, guns. Like, the space battle's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh uh he who would become Rhinox eventually is all like we're going down. And uh Optimus is like launch all stasis pods, get them into safe orbit. Yeah, and as they start to spiral, this is animated cool in my opinion. As the the ship, which is they call Axelon, begins yeah. to spin, it's ejecting all of these like like pods out of the back of it. Mm-hmm. For presumably trying to preserve them in in some way in case they they crash and burn, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, escape pods, basically. Yeah, escape pods. And uh, they do a one eighty with the ship as they're falling, and they they end up like like full on like just shooting the uh, the enemy ship, the bad guy ship. Uh, out of the sky? Technically yep. not sky, but they are in the um, gravitational pull of the planet. Yeah, they're in upper orbit. And uh, yeah, and everyone's screaming. <laughs> everyone's screaming. Uh, one of the wings of the the Predacon ship just breaks off. Yeah. Just out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, is, it's funny because the, the Predacon ship is is the warship. And they're just in a what is it an exploration vessel or a science vessel? Yeah, ex- yeah, they they say it's an exploration ship. Well, they got them. You pointed this out to me at one point, and I didn't realize until we're watching it now. We get two different perspectives from the planet surface of the ships falling, and one of them is like arcing off at an angle and one of them seems to be at least from our point of view going straight down yeah but they're they're descending at the the same area almost like one's going way faster than the other 
but the same yet, level, I mean. And, and yet they still pretty much crash at exactly the same time. Which yeah. is uh, Newton's laws of motion or something, something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that kind of bullshit. Yeah. In space, uh, no one can hear you scream. Well, except we heard all of them scream. In space, no one can hear you activate DNA sequencers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, wow. That, so we get to see one of the ships. And wow, it looks way more messed up than yeah, I recall. Yeah, the maximal ship uh, is in what will be come to be its, uh, its usual home. It's iconic canyon home. Yep. Uh, yeah, it's pretty thrashed, and uh, he who would become cheat or uh, Optimus is like uh, damage report, and Cheetor is like, believe me, you don't want to know. And Optimus is like, oh, that's what I thought. Yeah, well, they seem to be alive, and they landed, and it's interesting. They landed re- very. Uh, precariously like right near a waterfall yeah yeah like like we said it becomes iconic for the show i don't really know how to describe where the predacons land if they're aiming for a a bullseye or a target i I guess (laughs) that's cool but essentially they land like like. (laughs) right presumably a um a dormant or semi-active volcano like opening Mouth, because there's lava rings oh. all around them. Oh yeah, it looks uh. like they are actually in the opening of a volcano. Yeah, so it could be like a, a dormant or semi-active volcano. Well, it's not dormant if there's lava. It means it's active. <laughs> so maybe not the greatest place to land. Huh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so Megatron uh, is talking to the computer. And he's all like, uh, tell me, is this the right planet? And the computer is like, unknown. Uh, Core settings are accurate, but readings are inconsistent with, uh, you know, Earth, (laughs) basically. And Megatron's all like, uh, 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 never mind that. Tell me there is Energon here. Confirmed. Um, I would like to point out that Mega... I almost said megabyte. <laughs> uh, Wrong show. Our, our other podcast, ladies and gentlemen, Alphanumeric, a reboot podcast. It's the first time someone other than me <laughs> mixed that up. Uh, uh, so I would like to point out that uh, Megatron's uh, pre-Dino body here is actually a reused character model from an episode of Reboot. The, um, is it? Yeah, it's from the the second season episode of Reboot, Nullzilla, where uh, giant nulls, uh, or a bunch of nulls uh, engulf hexadecimal. Oh, right. Become a giant null creature, and so basically Fong turns our heroes into Power Rangers. And they they combine to form, yeah, yeah, I remember that. To form a giant robot, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that robot body, is, they use reuse the model for that giant robot. And that's what we're seeing in this little hologram? Or that's what we're seeing him? Uh, both. As him. Oh, both. Oh, yeah. you're right. Yeah, he's sitting down and he's got like a purple and silver body. Yeah. Huh. Cool. I guess it's like a little um, Easter egg since that's their other show. 
reboot. I would say you know, if you never told me that, I wouldn't have noticed on my own. But I feel like you probably noticed. Yeah, I actually noticed that back when I was a kid. Believe it or not. Cool. Oh, there's an ugly. We get to see another one, like laughing. Hey, he looks his hmm. So they did look a little bit like their. There appears to be um, Tarantulas at a computer, and he's laughing, and he's saying, Scanner is activated. Uh, He looks a lot like Tarantulas. (laughs) Just before that, though, um, uh, Megatron's all like, Yes, the planet has Energon. Or, as he says in the (laughs) vastly superior... uh, PlayStation 1 video game intro. Hmm, yes, the planet has Energon. <laughs> I love it. Um, and the computer is like, too much Energon. Too much Energon. Too much Energon. <laughs> too much Energon. Too much Energon. <laughs> okay. Too much Energon. We are one of our seasons should just be us doing different character voices saying too much John. <laughs> uh like, yeah, that that could be an intro to like a special episode. Yeah, a special special one we put together. Like with if all we our do different voices. <laughs> like if we do a uh, uh like a season recap or something. Yeah, the intro yeah, could there just be go. the intro could just be like us being just trading back and forth too much energons in very various different voices. I like it. I like it too. So what uh, do we got going here? We got some sort of scanner being shot up in the air. Yeah, because Megatron is all like, uh, uh, create alternatives based on the most powerful local creatures. Um. <laughs> <laughs> He's not actually doing a Megatron. <laughs> The Megatron uh, impression. Uh, He's doing the video game I, impression, people. Just, His Megatron is actually much better than that. I just, I, I can't help myself. It's, it's pretty fun. It's fun. Uh, but I almost yeah. like it more. It's when a caricature of something, even though it's not accurate, becomes funnier than an accurate impression. But but yeah, yeah sorry. Anyway, yeah. this is a really cool sequence. This uh, D- DNA sequencer. Yep, uh, a little probe type thing shoots into the sky from the uh, the Predacon ship, and it sends out this like energy scanning wave that uh, uh, scans creatures. So the ship scans some yeah uh, some DNA fossils. alive or, or dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scans some fossils of a T Rex and a pterodactyl and some disgusting insects and arachnids. Yep. Um, and we go to the Maximal ship, and they're doing the same thing. So I wonder how they both came to the same conclusion at the same time. Well, this seems to imply that all Transformers have to take on, like, disguise modes to prevent Energon, um, like, Surge. And... On this planet, because it's like primitive and there's no developed civilization or society, the disguise mode means animals. That's the premise of the show. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing. Whereas well, if they landed on like modern Earth, they would be disguised as say cars. 
Yeah, well, this is actually different than the original Transformers cartoon, though, because the original Transformers cartoon, they, they took on alternate forms uh, of Earth vehicles in order to be disguised. Um, yeah. Whereas... I, yeah. Whereas in this show, and I actually like this a lot more, this show, they're, we we find out that they have to take animal forms to protect them um, because there's too much energon on the planet and prolonged exposure to their robotic forms will result in them shorting out and going into stasis lock and yada, yada, yada. I actually really like that because it, it gives, it gives a narrative reason for them to have to be in their alternate in their oh, alt form. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. Whereas like in the original Transformers cartoon, it's like, yeah, they needed to be in disguise, but it's like, did they though? <laughs> did because, they? because people end up seeing these giant, like stomping, transforming robots, uh, are like running around, running and flying around. And then, you know, it that's just, a ain't, good point. it just ain't no thing. <laughs> After and like literally the first episode of that show, Whereas even in, this in the sh- live action movies, like the world very quickly realizes there are these alien robots rampaging around. Yeah, like the media can't cover it up, but yeah. yet there's still like what seven of those movies, and yeah. they still transform into cars. <laughs> You're not far off. I think there are six <laughs> of them at this point. And um, to as as we'll find out, but while we're on the subject of Energon and their beast mode now um it it has a it's not just um a narrative device but um as well as kind of like a logical reason for them to have it like you said it when they're in their robot form they can only stay in it a certain amount of time before they have to transform that's the difference you were trying to point out that they have to transform whereas in uh, see the movies or uh, Generation One Transformers. It's they they don't really have to do anything, so the stakes are a little bit different here, mm-hmm. and it means the like how they engage each other has more restrictions, which makes it interesting and mm-hmm. fun. You can't just like charge at the enemy base guns blazing. You you have a time limit. Yeah. So I I think that was smart. Good. Yeah, I like I, it. I agree. Yeah. So to get back into um, what's actually going on, uh, the both both sides, the Predacons and the Maximals, are scanning for animal life, and they find them. Yep. We got a gorilla, uh, a rhinoceros, a cheetah, and a rat. Mm-hmm. The cheetah is a cool cat who checks himself out uh, in in the mirror, and I think he says something like, um, "Oh, I'm a cool cat. I'm a cool cheetah. No, no, I'm Cheetor." <laughs> and he like checks himself out in like the uh, the mirror. So, uh, do they name themselves, or were they Cheetor before they landed on the planet? Well, it would be funny if like you know. <laughs> Cheetor, like the the transformer whose name was previously Cheetor, ended up like drawing like the the short straw and ended up becoming the rat. So there's this like little rat 
guy Name running around. Or imagine your real name is Rhinox, but like, I don't know, he got a possum. <laughs> right? <laughs> or an uh, iguana. His name is Rhinox, but he's an iguana. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, The way he says it there is, I don't know, what, what's your verdict? Um, They kind of like reimagined their names? Yeah, I... I mean, like ultimate... close to their name because it's like Optimus, right? It's Optimus, Optimus Primal instead of Optimus Prime. Yeah, but then Megatron's just Megatron. Yeah, I. I... So I imagine if your name was like like Soundwave, but you transformed into a Scorpion, you wouldn't keep that <laughs> name. No, no. Venom Wave, or yeah, something, yeah. Stingwave. Stingwave. Holy shit, I need to draw some fan art of Stingwave. Actually, that that's not a bad name. <laughs> that, that, that's a great name. I'm writing that down right now. Stingwave. Taking notes, folks. Stingwave. Yeah. But anyways, we what well, we so we're we're kind of um at the agreement that their names are close but kind of reimagined. Yeah, I think their names are probably just like based on whatever their alt form is. Yeah. I mean the 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 um the simple answer is that well, these are all toys. Oh, yeah, so, so for the people listening, we're well aware that this is a TV show made to, <laughs> made for children to sell toys. Yeah. And that their names have to kind of sound like the creature they are but we like to pretend that this is this world is real and like try to make reasonable sense of it we're well aware that their names are rhinox because he's a rhino and cheetor because he's a cheetah we we take we're gonna take it a little more seriously than that but we're we're aware we're not (laughs) we're we're fully functional we assure you (laughs) uh Yes. So uh I, I'm gonna go with uh that Cheetor's name was probably I don't know. Well he was fast. Something Tor. Speedor. Speedor, there you go. It was Speedor. Yeah. Optimus Primal was Optimus Prime. Uh Megatron was Megatron. Rhinox, um, Rhinox was probably Tank Ox. <laughs> Tank Ox. Tank Nox. <laughs> Something, yeah, actually, that kind of sounds like a a Transformer name, yeah. It's a Tank Knox life for us. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy, they definitely have the personality of the creature they are to some extent. Mm -hmm. Almost kind of like the computer matched them up with something that would... That would match their personality? Maybe? Maybe. Maybe. The rat, the guy that got the short, like you said, the, the short end of the stick, um, that drew the short straw, the the rat, uh, he's clearly okay with being a rat. He even says, this is what class is all about. And I'm like, eh, okay. And he cool. says, call me, call me rat trap. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, it's, it's, they know each other, but they're kind of reintroducing well, the, they're introducing them to us, the viewer, but they're also introducing each other to each other. 
I I like to think that this was like, you know, like Cheetor is just some like dumb college kid on his practicum, and like when <laughs> when when they left Cybertron on this mission, that was like literally his first day on the ship, so he hadn't met everyone yet. So oh, like he hadn't met Rat Trap up to this point. That also explains why he's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like that. Yeah, maybe like Rat Trap was um, at the helm and like Cheetor was monkeying around in the engine room or something. Talking about how the shields are doing a major fade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I assume that's where he would be. <laughs> that's where Scotty was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, weird that um, they would get like diagnostic reports from the engine room. It's like, hmm. But anyways, this is not a Star Trek thing. It's close, actually. <laughs> yeah, it uh, kind of is at times. R- right? And uh, we see our, there's a Rhinox on screen, and he's like, I'm Rhinox. And this is weird, but kind of cool, because there's animals talking to each other, and we don't ask why the Rat Trap has the Boston accent. We accept it. And a, uh, a chamber door opens, and... Uh... Uh, a talking gorilla emerges. He, it's a giant silverback gorilla, and he tells us some rules of the world. Yeah, he's These like mo- forms. Yeah, go ahead. He's like uh, modulate your conflict circuits, maximals. <laughs> uh, so now we know the good guys are the maximals, and they have uh, conflict circuits that need to be modulated, apparently. Um, and yeah, so Optimus, uh, explains kind of the rules. He's like, uh, we may need Energon for power, but this is too much of a good thing. Our robot forms will be gin to short out after a few minutes of exposure. This is one unusual planet, whatever it is. And then Rhinox very ominously says, uh, or whenever the trans warp <laughs> drive can go through space and time space and time and i'm like damn <laughs> we could be any place anytime hmm so the trans warp drive if they were were they following the predacons they were yeah so the predacons are the ones that activated that wormhole yeah so they had a, a trans warp drive on their ship yeah Huh. And, so they and were the ma- up to shenanigans. And the Maximals were the only ship in range to be able to lock on to the uh to the Predacon to, to chase. Yeah. Which tells which tells me that the um the Predacon ship is the one that has the trans warp drive. That makes sense. Yeah. And the the Maximal ship basically just piggybacked off of that. Also explains why the Predacon ship was just absolutely covered in guns. Like it had like the side guns. What, what what does that have to do with uh, warp drives? Oh, I meant since it's a, a like a, a warship, oh, okay. right? Like it's 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 built to like go and engage. It would make sense that it would have this like trans. Like I said, I don't even know what it is, <laughs> um, but you know it would be more ready to take on wherever it's going or to be on a mission whereas if it was just a science vessel like the the maximal ship um it would just be exploring right it wouldn't be rigged with 
I don't know how common these transwarp drives are. Maybe, maybe every ship has them. Am I wrong? I, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe we'll find out. Maybe. We probably won't, but maybe we <laughs> will. <laughs> uh, already, like we're not even like what we're like a third of the way through the the first episode. But yeah, what have we like learned that. about like what have we just seen about the uh, the characters? <clears throat> Megatron um, delights in, like, torment, right? Like, instead of just destroying the Maximals, he kind of wanted to, like, dog them and make them, like, crash on the ship. Yep. Um, someone else was on that ship with him who just wanted them to, him to finish them off. Yep. Probably would, have, we, probably would have been the wise choice, considering how things, things worked out. <laughs> Oh, yes, they're falling, and they're turning around. Oh, they're <laughs> forward-facing guns. The only ones they have are facing us now. <laughs> yes. That may create some conflict very soon. Man, this episode is well-written. Um, And we got a hot-headed cheetah, a snarky rat, a wise science rhino, and... Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a um a calm cool-headed gorilla. Yep. So pretty pretty good character design. I like it. So far also, so their good. faces. It doesn't hit uncanny valley for me even in 2020. I like their faces. Especially Optimus. Mhm. One could say that they made him a gorilla because gorillas are very human-like and they wanted to do lots of expressions with him. But that's which, just a theory. <laughs> which uh, his um, <laughs> Optimus's face may uh, may may become a, a his various facial expressions may 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 in fact become a a high point of this show. <laughs> they get very good at what they do. The animators, <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so Optimus is like, uh, our, our crew is orbiting the planet in those stasis pod and well, oh, wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't you know it? It means Megatron has us outnumbered. Yeah. Because we... all of his staff is on the ship. Staff. Yep. <laughs> all of his <laughs> staff. <laughs> his crew. His cronies. Uh, yeah. Cronies. And we get a shot of the volcano. That the Predacon ship is in, and there's creepy things crawling around. There's a giant spider and a giant scorpion, and an awkward-looking Velociraptor holding a big cookie. Or <laughs> 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 like one of those like gold loonies that you get on Halloween. It, yeah, yeah, definitely oh, I just that. Said loonies. If you're listening to this. A loony are like the goldeny colored single dollar coins in Canada. And yeah, they're we don't... actually called loonies. Yeah, we do. Yeah, they're called loonies because one side, the tail side, has a uh, a loon on it, which is a type of bird. <laughs> yep. I wish. <laughs> I wish that was made I, up. <laughs> I, I I wish there was a loon uh, transformer in this show. <laughs> and his name? What would his name be? Looney Tune. <laughs> <laughs> just Looney, Looney Tron, Louie, Louie, Louie the Loon. 
Thank God we didn't write the show. (laughs) You can take like, you can take pretty much any name and make it a transformer name by adding Tron or bot to the end. Yeah. Or like, or, or that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a, a suffix of some sort. Yep. Um, wave, wave is a good one. <laughs> wave or, wait, wave or. I I meant as a suffix like <laughs> oh, sting yeah, wave, yeah. but I like I like wave bot. <laughs> <laughs> wave bot. He's like he transforms into a surfboard. Can't and move. <laughs> Can we just? So that's not that ridiculous for anyone that remembers. Um. Megatron from uh maybe maybe it's all of G1 but I know and for a fact from the 1986 Transformers movie Megatron just transforms into a gun. He can't yep. shoot, he can't move, but other Transformers can pick him up and shoot him. And even it's like the, the golden gun. Even it's though like one, one shot hit. Kill. Even though when he's in robot form, he's like bigger than all of them. When he transforms into a gun, <laughs> he transforms somehow into a gun that is small enough that, like, Starscream can just grab him and start shooting everyone. Yeah. It makes no with, sense. With it, no. Which is Even, weird because in his robot form, he has a giant blaster for an arm. Yep. <laughs> He's just more effective as, of a weapon at... Okay, like, I shit you not, even when I was five years old, this didn't make sense to me. (laughs) Which which is why Beast Wars makes more sense. Uh Uh-huh. It does. Anyone listening, we're we're sorry, but, like, G1 is a little ridiculous. Yeah, I've gone back and watched some of it. Some of it, um... The series, the the movie is still pretty great. The animated movie from 1986 is still pretty great, but the the original cartoon, um, <laughs> it's a little goofy, especially compared to this show. So I I, I do oh, apologize. Wow, goofy compared to this show. Uh, I I do apologize to uh, anyone out there who are fans of G1. Uh, I also like G1, but this Beast Wars is an almost objectively better written show. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard for an like to to say that an opinion is objective, but it's pretty damn close. Also, it's in 3D, man. Look at yeah. it. Look at these dino textures. Polygons and shit. So, the Velociraptor, it's, he's not holding a cookie. <laughs> yeah, he's holding a... Uh, uh, a golden disc. A golden disc. I was going to say... screaming at the darkness. Go I, ahead. I, I was going to say he's holding a rice crisp. Oh, I can see it, it kind of looks like that. Yeah. So, he's angry, and he's holding up his like golden disc, and he's yelling into the void. The bot, so the darkness the of the disc. ship. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying um, that you failed, Megatron. You, you done goofed. Yeah, because this isn't Earth. And then he uh, calls him an idiot and throws the golden disc at him into the Actually, darkness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, we could have destroyed uh, the enemy when we had the chance and you failed. And now we're stuck on this planet. And we're not yeah. even on the right one. Yeah. I mean... Dinobot's like, he's not wrong. 
yeah, remember how we were talking about if they had just gunned them down and, and killed them in space, the Predacons could just fly off and complete their mission? Yep. But instead, what did he say? Uh, let's terrorize them, or let's... Uh, a little torment, I think, A little first. torment. Would have been yep. funny if he said, let's terrorize them. Um, <laughs> a little torment is in order, yeah. and but, yeah. but then he would have just transformed. <laughs> Into what? Who knows? And we get and to we'll, see Megatron. We'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. Uh, so this gigantic transformer that's a T-Rex comes out of the darkness of the ship. Yeah, and actually kind of a like spooky scene. Yeah, and this... he's like, what the hell did you just say to me, punk? Yeah. And this little, this much smaller dinosaur is like, you heard me. You're an idiot. And I'm like, yeah, and an incompetent leader. And I'm like, yeah. good for you. Fuck you. He's like, I'm, I'm taking, taking over. over now. <laughs> and we get to see somebody transform for the first time. And I understand why the first one we get to see transform is Dinobot. Yep, because he has, uh, and I have always felt this, he has the coolest transformation sequence in this show. At least in the first season, anyway. Yes, and he yells, terrorize! And he yeah. does. His, yeah. like, he shouts his name, comes out, and his feet become his hands, and his tail becomes like a like a battle shield, a whirly copter. <laughs> he, uh, he, uh, yeah, he shouts his name, and followed by terrorize. We learn his name is Dinobot, yeah. um, which is a great way to uh, to make sure kids know kids know what uh exactly which toys <laughs> to ask their parents to buy them hey man there's a reason pokemon can only say their name <laughs> <laughs> right yeah um yeah so dinobot transforms uh in a dope transformation sequence cool kind of is like coloring his his face is blue but like the metallic structure around his head is like a coppery color almost like a helmet yeah, vents on the side. Yeah, it's cool. He's got sharp teeth. Yeah, it's like it is vaguely evocative of a samurai helmet. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, and the character Dinobot is kind of samurai-like in yeah, many we, ways. Yeah, or at we least don't... has some sort of code. Yeah, we don't see that. We haven't seen that yet in the show, but we will eventually. No, but we what we do see here is he's like honorably like challenging him. Yep. He says, "If I beat you, or so what does he say? He says, uh, the the winner will lead the Predacons, and the loser shall be destroyed." And uh, Megatron just laughs that off, and is all like, "There's more to being a leader than simple courage. Why, there's cleverness." Cunning as well. Isn't that right, Scorpionock? And Sean Connery, <laughs> uh, Me <laughs> um, Megatron, um, kind of like moves a his, like he has his back to Dinobot. Yeah. And uh, from the shadows emerges a trans already transformed, which means Scorpionock transformed off 
off screen or in the darkness. Yeah. And uh, he's in his robot mode, and wow, <laughs> Dinobot looks surprised. <laughs> and like, kind of like sideways, opens his claw and shoots a missile right at him. Two. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, these missiles, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> they don't wow. explode. Wow, I'm rewatching the scene, and it's so the missile hits Dinobot right in the body, does not lose any of its like speed, and carries <laughs> Dinobot just... off the ground and into the air and into the distance. Yep, where he literally disappears. Yep, and then Megatron calls him a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yep, uh, and. Uh... Yeah, Megatron is basically like, who gives a shit what planet we're on? We came looking for Energon, and this planet has tons of it, so quit your whining. See ya. Uh, yeah, enough Energon to power the uh, the Predacons Galactic Conquest, which I'm like, really, dude? There's like, what, six of you? <laughs> Five now, because you just cross-country <laughs> missiled one of them away? So now I'm wondering... Is he part of, are they both part of like way bigger factions? Because he said like the entire Predacon fleet. So this is one ship of, of many Predacons? Hmm? Yes. This is something that will get touched on more. Oh, okay. As the show well, goes on. But that's what that's what my impression is. Yeah, and that very well may have been the uh uh, the intent in the beginning, but uh, mm. the direction of this show does ch the creative direction of the show does change. Fair, fair. Uh, for anybody uh, that's catching this show and is like watching along with us, um, this is the first time I'm watching these episodes in order. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be seeing episodes that I uh, haven't seen before when I was younger, but I'm also going to be piecing the story together ran rather than randomly catching. Uh, episodes out of context and reruns. So mm -hmm. I'm. It's exciting. I'm gonna find out what happens. Yeah. That'd be wild if like just like five more ships just showed up. Oh my god! Sudden... Uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm just I, I'm looking at video uh, from the episode, and uh, Megatron is basically all like, "Only the Maximals can stop us now." find them and if you find them destroy them but uh when he's saying this his back is to the camera and his tail is swaying back and forth oh there's a fleshy part that's that's, that's just like <laughs> moving independently from his tail it looks <laughs> yeah. like part of his pelvis is just like swaying good catch yeah i, I just <laughs> saw that i've never noticed that before it's, and it's almost like the tail is a separate part and so when they animated the tail moving, they also animated his backside moving, but it wasn't lined up for that shot. Yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite disgusting looking to me. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't unsee it now. <laughs> uh, uh. Our, our job will become me finding very blatant uh, plot holes <laughs> on the show, and Christopher um, finding very weird animation <laughs> issues. Yeah, uh, 
Cal uh, notices some uh, notices like major plot holes in episodes that as a kid or an adult, you might just skim over. Yeah, for whatever reason, I don't pick up on them a lot of the time, even though I studied creative writing in university. Sometimes uh, you got a talent. Um, but what I and what I tend to notice is I tend to notice like weird little details. Hmm. And one of those details that we <laughs> I feel like are going is going to be close to our hearts is the last introduced character to the show. <clears throat> The platform on the Axelon. Yep. (laughs) Uh, You would be amazed, listeners, how much the elevator (laughs) to the maximal base is part of the story. (laughs) (laughs) It it factors in. It it plays a pivotal role in many episodes, folks. We, We joke about it, but like that's actually really true. <laughs> like there are times where you're like routing, like like cheering for the elevator. <laughs> um, multiple episodes. Uh, so there's a rat like throwing stuff off of the the elevator. Yep. And he says, "Man, all this for a golden disc." And Optimus is like, uh, uh, "It was Cybertron's most prized relic." it gave the location of a major energon deposit. So, mm, so like a space map. Yeah. So we're, we're getting a lot of like pretty decent exposition in this episode. I, I like it. And it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel, none of it feels awkward or stilted or forced. Like it all I, feels pretty I think natural. It's yeah. I think it's written well and it's, it's natural because it's delivered in a way that, Instead of like tongue in cheek, them explaining to the audience directly, done through like the character dialogue. Like you said, maybe that's Cheetor's first time he met everyone, and that's yeah. why we're listening to their names, which is a convenient way of telling the viewer that. Yeah, we maybe. even get we even get uh, from Rat Trap uh, because he's complaining um, that he does a lot of that on the show. He I says, was say. "Yeah, he says I don't care about." No golden disc. We were supposed to be doing deep space exploration. So that's how Christopher, that's why Christopher and I were, we were talking about the uh, Axelon, the, the maximal ship, just being an exploration ship. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and Rat Trap even bit, yeah, he, he bitched about that, like right in the, the beginning of the episode, too. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the first, like one of the first lines that he drops. Uh, remember the Great War, Rat Trap. If the Predacons get enough Energon, <laughs> they'll start it again. Not too much Energon, <laughs> just enough Energon. <laughs> A sufficient amount. <laughs> A sufficient amount of Energon. Yeah. Um. I don't think so. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and he's like, besides, you wanted to explore. Here we are, on an unknown planet. Go what? ape. What more do you want? <laughs> and Rat Trap's like, well, uh, call me picky, but a working spacecraft will be nice. <laughs> what he the fuck very... is Rhinox doing in the background here? I like how um, Optimus just said a very uh, Bob from Reboot thing. He just kind of chuckles to himself and he's like, there's just no pleasing some people. Yeah. 
I feel like that's a very Bob line. What is Rhinox doing? <laughs> yeah, so the elevator platform comes down and Cheetor hops out. And Rhinox is like in his beast form, just sitting on the ground. It's a different platform. With some weird device. And he's just like wagging <laughs> some sort of wand what is... up and down. <laughs> and he has a generator? Yeah. The... yeah. What the fuck is he doing? He's doing science shit. <laughs> huh. I don't know why I've I find never so amusing. No, neither have I. He's sitting like a human being, by the way, but like <laughs> like you know how weird it looks when a dog sits like a human? That's that's what's happening with Rhinox there. Yeah. And he's working on so we're gonna see this a lot. He's working on like quote science, end quote. He's doing science things. Huh, yeah. I n- I've never noticed him doing science stuff in the first episode. Nope. Well, we're noticing now. Yeah. So he's doing the science. <laughs> doing a science. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah, Cheetor uh, ogles some uh, some actual cheetahs running across the, uh, the plains. This is weird. And Optimus <laughs> is like... <laughs> Optimus is like Man, they're fast, all right. You chose a good form. So I guess they had some input in uh, what form they Oh, they you chose a good form. Okay, so there was some level of... Huh. And uh, Cheetor, Cheetor is like, Hey, you think that's fast? You haven't seen the Golden Rocket. <laughs> Maybe that's what he was on Cybertron. He just transformed into a rocket that was gold. Oh, yeah. Maybe his name was Rocketor. <laughs> yeah, Rocketor. <laughs> Rocketeer. Yeah, Rocketeer. Now he's Cheetor. Yeah. And for some reason, um, Optimus yells like, Cheetor, no! Yeah, because uh, Cheetor decides to uh, give chase. And he the- is fast. He even runs across like a precarious-looking like natural uh, rocky bridge. Over the canyon. Yep. That, and uh, uh, the famous we, bridge. <laughs> we, I was going to say that we may see again. And uh, yeah, Optimus is like, Cheetor, wait. And Rhinox points out that the Energon interference is jamming their comm links. So, so presumably there's, they need to be a certain, <laughs> I'm sure no one will break these rules. They're need, oh. They need to be within certain distance. Yep. For their comm links to work. <clears throat> and Optimus utters his iconic line for the first time. Well, that's just Prime. <laughs> that's just Prime. That is just Prime. And yeah. Rattrap snarkily is like, hey, is this your first day on the job or what? And yeah, I like Op- Rattrap, but man, is he a shitlord in part one and two. <laughs> Yeah, he he's a dick in these episodes. If this was a pilot, I mean, I presume the whole thing was animated, but maybe they just animated the pilot, you know? Because, um, uh, sorry, no, I, I presume that they had plans for a whole season, but I might be wrong about that. Maybe they just made episode one and they were like, oh shit, we got, we got, uh, we got on TV. Um, I I think they did the uh, the two the Beast Wars Part One and Two that would have 
uh, to shop it around as a series. And if it didn't get picked up, it would have just been aired as a like one off special. Yeah. 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 Fair. It, but it was so good. They were like, hey, can you guys make more? Yeah, we need more of this rat trap guy. More whole. One thing I think the producer said, <laughs> to get what I was, I think you knew what I was going to say. Yeah. Was, they were like, hey, we love it, but if you can make Rat Trap not a miserable bastard, you can make him complain, you can make him challenge people's authority, but wow, he's almost the biggest antagonist on <laughs> in part one. Almost. <laughs> So uh, Cheetor uh, chases down these uh, two cheetahs and speaks English to them. I just forgot, like, almost 11 minutes in, like 1042 or whatever, Optimus just tells Rattrap to shut up. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. Doesn't uh, seem like something Optimus would do, but it's the pilot here. <laughs> yeah. Still, uh, still figuring out the characters, you know? Yeah. And sorry, yeah, you were saying uh, Cheetor, he's running in the plains, and the the mountain plains. I, I, the terrain mo- moves around a lot on this show, and he's next to some real cheetahs. It's whatever <laughs> Gotham needs it to be. <laughs> <laughs> it it really is. Yeah, and uh, he's in uh, some plains, and uh, he comes up next to some other cheetahs. And he's like, the name's Cheetor. What's shaking, cats? I love their reaction. Yeah, they they're they quite <laughs> comically in uh, unison. Their their eyes bug out and their mouths both go agape. Yeah, and they kind of like growl in like surprise, fear. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Both. Both. Ar- arousal. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, hard to say. <laughs> I mean, sometimes some people for some people, uh, all of those emotions run concurrent with one another. <laughs> but not Cheetor. He he like comes to a full stop. Like his yeah, feet are they, out, like a dog sitting, and everything. Yeah, because they they flip out and run past him, and he decides to just stop and be like, "What? What was it? My breath? Hey, wait!" And he gives chase again. It's like, dude, why did you stop? So he could talk to the camera and make a funny full stop. <laughs> I like yeah. how he chases after them again. It's like, get a hint, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, don't, don't. Hey, I wonder why those people don't like me. I better follow them and, <laughs> and try to talk to them again. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> and they uh, run by a, a, a mangrove tree. Um, and there's a, there's, there's a bug that comes out, a big yeah. bug, a giant wasp, a giant wasp. And the, oh, I just realized it's the POV, like the point of view from this giant wasp. Yeah. Never caught that the first time I saw this. And oh, Cheetor, cool. Cheetor is basically like, Hey, to the cheetahs. He's like, Hey, what? It's just a big bug. <laughs> the way those two uh, animals were reacting that must yeah. be no natural life form. And if we're talking about unnatural life forms, then we've got to be talking about just one thing. Robots in disguise. Which I I'm love like, that line. It, yeah, it's... I love uh, that. <laughs> got to get that, uh, that classic um, Transformers slogan in there somehow. 
Yeah, and he yells, Cheetor, maximize! And he, like, dives in the air as a cheetah. I never appreciated this shot before. He dives in the air as a cheetah and transforms in the air. So this is the first time we get to see a uh, a maximal transform. And he lands with a thud. And he's this, like, cool, like, silver and cheetah-colored, like, transformer with, like, a... I'm not sure why they gave him, like, weird spiky helmet. <laughs> Oh, he also resembles ears, I guess. Yeah, he also has a, a cod piece that looks like his face. <laughs> his, uh, his it's right, he face. does. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like uh, listeners, we're we're kind of time traveling a little bit here, but uh, this is something that I never noticed, but Cal eventually will point out in a later episode of this series. It was f- so far into the f- like, uh, like episode like sixteen or something ridiculous. <laughs> something like and I paused that, yeah. it and I was like, hey. You uh, you ever notice that his his cod piece looks like a face, <laughs> like a cat face? And yeah, Cheetor was like, "Huh, I wonder if un- the other characters have weird stuff like that." And the answer is yes. Some yeah. <laughs> some of them do. Yeah. Speaking of weird, uh, he has a gun, and it's colored gold, cheetah spots, and intestines. Yep. It's gross. I don't like it. But Christopher has named it the Tummy Gun. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to have the uh, the toy of Cheetor, and his little gun there uh, becomes his stomach when he's in uh, Cheetah form. Oh, it's like stored in his abdomen. Yeah. So. That, right, I remember. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of i guess sort of makes sense why there'd be intestines on it it doesn't really but like <laughs> it makes a degree of sense but it's like did did you guys really need to do that but anyway i call it the tummy gun <laughs> it'd be um, cool if we held it in two hands like a tommy gun <laughs> and was all like meh she meh you got to the count of 10 <laughs> To get your lion stinking, I don't remember that Home Alone quote. <laughs> Cheating, you're you're out my door or something like that. You're lousy lion, no good keister off my property, <laughs> or I'll pump your guts full of lead. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm gonna give you to the count of ten. One, two, ten. <laughs> I wish Cheetor shot it like a Tommy gun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he shoots it like a gun that never hits anything, because because he, he does not it. hit this wasp. Yeah, he he yells, "Time for this cat to pounce!" And despite getting the drop on this giant wasp, <laughs> and shooting what five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, tw- wow, she he shoots a lot and he misses a lot. He shoots one, two, what? ten times. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> one, two, ten times! <laughs> and he misses uh, terribly. So he's being completely outmaneuvered by this giant wasp in the air. And we hear a voice. Yeah. And Christopher does a better giant wasp voice than me. Yeah. Oh! Rasbinator under attack! Rasbinator engage! Rasbinator terrorize! And boy, does he. Yep, He's he transforms. He's just as gross in his robot form as he is. <laughs> as a yeah. wasp. 
face looks cool, though. I, I've... Waspinator is a very fun character. I've never liked his design. Ever. Oh, it, I still don't. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I think his design is good. It's just not attractive. Do you know what I mean? I think there's a difference. Mm. Like, I can't think of how they could have designed him better. Because they're trying to de- portray... Like, for, <clears throat> for the listeners, a lot of the Predacons have much less humanness, like human-like faces than the Maximals do. Because, well, the Maximals are the good guys, right? Yeah, exactly. It's to, to vilify them. To, to vilify the Predacons more. So I think at least one or two or three or four have kind of like the segmented jaws, almost like an insect or an arachnid. So when they talk, you kind of like, their mouths like go left and right instead of up and down. It's little mm-hmm. jarring things like that that probably hits that like weird factor for you. Could be. Maybe. But as we discuss I also don't if, like if how don't he just has hugs. a giant a giant wasp ass hanging off of his back. <laughs> he keeps the wasp butt, man. Uh, he he's and got he, he's got a lot of junk in the trunk. That's all I'm saying. He's got a lot of junk in the trunk, and he has an aerial advantage. Yep. So the the Maximals uh, at back at the Axelon hear the uh, the explosions and gunfire going on, and uh, yeah, Rat Trap's like, oh, not good, or something like that, and uh, he gets lifted up. By Optimus, who uh, is yes. riding Rhinox. So an 800-pound silverback gorilla is riding a... 5,000-pound. Th- <laughs> Probably not, but... Fuck it. I'm going in. How much does a rhino weigh? Okay, <laughs> if, you, if you didn't, I was just about to, so... All right, uh, two thousand three hundred oh kilograms. Oh, so to pounds, that's uh, that is on that's almost that's like over four thousand pounds. Huh. So we weren't terribly off. Black rhinos are about fourteen hundred kilograms. Uh, Indian rhinoceros are twenty two hundred kilograms. Ah, oh, wow, rhinos are big. It's about it's about forty five hundred pounds. Wow, okay, so yes, almost as heavy as... as wow, I just, I just threw out a random number. I can't believe I was actually close. Yeah, 4,500 pounds. I did go over, though, so I don't win the showcase showdown, oh, that's unfortunately. That's how it works, yeah. <laughs> it might as well have been a million. <laughs> yeah. You may as well have just guessed uh, hey, one dollar. I don't make the rules. <laughs> uh, uh, wow, that... I was half expecting us to be way over, like we were exaggerating, but that's that is a big ass animal. <laughs> so yeah, he probably could carry a eight hundred pound gorilla. I yep, I'm believing it now. You just Makes gotta me wonder uh, if anyone has ever trained a rhinoceros, or if they're too wild for that. You know I what mean, I mean? Has, has anyone trained and ridden a rhino? Uh, things that that only adults watching beast wars in 2020 (laughs) would ask uh i mean listener if any listener out there knows uh shoot us a line and uh 
and tell us because we're we would like to know, but we also don't want to know enough to actually look it up for ourselves. Hmm. Yep. To set the record straight, by the way, I do not. I I know that um, uh, silverback gorillas don't weigh eight hundred pounds. It <laughs> just became a like an IRL, like a, a real life meme at some point. Do you know what I mean to say an eight hundred pound gorilla? Like I think, what are they? Four hundred? They're about half that. I think they're about six, but oh, they've so actually. Oh wow. That's fucking huge. Never mind. <laughs> All right. I'm looking this right. one up. We're going in. Silverback gorilla. How much does a silverback <laughs> weigh? How much does a silverback cost? What? Because it's a it's a coin, right? Oh. Was it a right. coin? I'm going in. Uh, the answer is 350 pounds. So... Oh, I, when I I was like, ah, I think they're around like half that. Uh, it's kind of close, but yeah, you said still went over. Yeah, I still went over. So, according yeah. to the, the yeah, Price yeah, is Right all right, ladies and gentlemen, see you learn something. The show wants you to learn, and yeah. I, let me tell you, I did not have the internet watching this this show when I was a kid. No, the internet did exist at the time. It was in its infancy, but uh, neither me nor Cal had uh, had the internet in our homes. In a couple of years, I may have discovered AOL, <laughs> America Online. Oh, shit. And their free trials. So, speaking oh. of America Online... Okay, so I'm on Bing search right now, <laughs> searching for... Uh, how much does does a silverback weigh? <laughs> okay. And there is actually an article from adventurejournal.com. Sounds credible. Go on. From uh, 2015 that says, do gorillas really weigh 800 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. That That's, that's funny. Because uh, I was just like, I know they don't actually weigh that much, but yeah. everybody says like, that I don't know how that started. It's kind of like that um that real life rumor, which my partner is the one that told me that this was bullshit. That oh, every year you swallow like two to four spiders a year in your sleep. Yeah, oh, that's, yeah. that's bullshit. Well, that's good. <laughs> that is good to know. For for the listeners, uh Christopher hates spiders a lot. Uh, it uh, it will come up again only... in this podcast. Good thing there's only one spider transformer on the show. Thank God. Yeah, only one, and we so... we we barely we barely ever see him. <laughs> Especially not close up doing nefarious deeds. Yeah, like eating rats and yeah. Huh. Apparently, there have been silverback gorillas that have reached nearly six hundred pounds but it's not common. Wow, what are those ones eating? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Other gorillas? <laughs> I was going to say humans? <laughs> uh. Amy, no, like, bad, monkey. Sorry, there was, there was a, that, that's a line from a terrible fucking movie. <laughs> what movie is that? 
Um, what was the movie with um the the smart murderous gorillas? And um, they put that one device on the friendly gorilla's head, and she could like um use um sign language, but like it comes out as a as like a voice modulator. Was this Congo? Yes, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> for some reason I remembered a line from Congo. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but I've had three people in the past like month or so mention the movie Congo to me. What? I don't know why. I've never mentioned that in my entire life. I've had like three people in the past month uh, <laughs> in my day-to-day life mention the movie Congo to me. And I'm it's like... not even good. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and like, I only saw it the one... Like, I remember as a kid renting it on VHS when it was a new release. Or my mom did. and uh, We watched it. And yeah, it was terrible. I but... don't even know why the good gorilla's name is Amy. <laughs> Could be totally wrong on that. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, whether her, whether or not her name is actually Amy, uh, it is now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of gorillas, uh, so yeah, uh, Optimus and Rat Trap are riding Rhinox, and Cheetor is running away from Waspinator, who, by the way. Alongside his gun, which is causing explosions, not just like energy blasts. Yeah. Uh, he has eye lasers. He's shooting lasers out of his eyes. Pink eye lasers. Oh, he is. And it's glorious. I... Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. I just, I'm like, I'm like. I don't actually remember Waspinator having eye lasers. Really? Yeah. No. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> and they're pink and they're cool. Yep. I love I sorry, yeah. A- a- anyway, um I like it's weird because we're we're time traveling here, but <laughs> it may become a meme that I and I may have started with episode one and which is this episode now, but the original I feel like when you were making when you're making a new transformer or let's say it's like a, a character point by system, why would you not have eye lasers? I, I mean, mean it just feels like it would be useful in any situation, no? How do yeah, you like yeah, you, know, you like disarm you... someone and put someone in a jail? <clears throat> How do you disarm their eye lasers? I mean, out their eyes. Yeah, oh, maybe it's a liability in that case. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. Well, you I know, like, eye lasers. Eye lasers could be useful in most situations, though. Like, even day-to-day things. It's like, oh, you're on, you're on the go. You're just about to head out the door to go and terrorize, but you're kind of hungry, but don't have time to toast a bagel. <laughs> so what instead what you do is you toast the bagel instantly with your eye lasers. Why would you not? Exactly. Go to take a bath? Oh, you ran it a little bit cold? I eye laser the water. Fucking eye laser the water. Tell me the I there are very few situations in which eye lasers are not beneficial. So clearly all of the transformers on the show have eye lasers, right? <laughs> 
You would right? think, but uh, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Reboot! Um... <laughs> <laughs> and then we never find out. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a bunch of rocks coming up, and uh, the rat is like, hey, there's a roadblock! But when you're a 2,000-kilogram 20, rhino... <laughs> When you are um, a forty-five hundred pound rhino. You are ill-concerned with the likes of piles of boulders. Yep. This actually looks like a man-made dam out of like very like, crudely piled, yeah. like a wall, like yeah, a it, specific wall. It looks like something a caveman built. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fence. You stay on that side. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's the uh, that's the joke of that uh, caveman sitcom episode. Oh, instead of painting a line down the apartment and splitting everything in half, they just make a rock wall. Yeah, that side of canyon, you stay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we have not seen any cavemen yet. No, not yet. Um, oh shit, are there cavemen on the show? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. <laughs> so uh Cheetor uh dives into this like little ravine type thing or this little like uh trench trench yeah that's, yeah. that's the word yeah trench um and his guns jammed his guns jammed he's all a like quasar jam yeah what a shitty time for a quasar jam the fuck does that mean isn't a quasar a type of star yeah <laughs> <laughs> moving on <laughs> Uh, it's techno babble, okay? Yeah. When you're 11, you may not know that. Um. Yeah. So we hear Optimus's voice being like, "Cheetor, get to cover. We'll handle this pesky Predacon." Mm-hmm. And uh, turns out they actually have a lot of pesky Predacons to deal with because the entire Predacon force have shown up. And Megatron oh, is just shit. Is like, uh, I do believe you are about to have difficulties of your own. Cheers. Yeah, he like shows up and he's like, "Oh, I would not count on that, Maximals." Yep. No. <laughs> and so Optimus is like, oh, we shit. don't. We don't have to do this, Megatron. The Maximals and Predacons have been at peace for centuries. Why start this up again? And Megatron is basically just like, well, we were basically playing possum in being peaceful, cheers, while we were simply planning to fuck you up. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. We lied. <laughs> I lied. <laughs> Yes, Primal. Remember that time when I said I would break truce with you last? I lied. (laughs) Uh, Remember that time we played Guess Who and you said, does your person have brown hair? (laughs) He did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You monster. <laughs> How dare you? The, the war is back on. It's back on, bitch. Maximize. <laughs> so. Wow. So. 
we just learned quite a bit from that that answered a lot of our questions. Um, all the Transformers are at peace, or at least all the ones on Cybertron, right? Yeah. And there's been peace for what? How long did he say? Like a thousand he just, years? He says centuries. Oh, okay, so hundreds of years. Yeah. And um, the Predacons... We may just... get a more definitive number later in the season. Mm. So they've been like... It almost seems like they were forced into peace, so they kind of lost? Yeah. Or the ancestors, maybe, of the uh, the Predacons lost. And they've just been like biding their time waiting for a good opportunity to... At least a Megatron. A deceptive lot, they were. They were. Hmm. They should have called them Deceiver Bots. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's not what they called them? Deceptibots! <laughs> Deceivatron. Deceivatron. Terrorize! <laughs> Sounds like a trustworthy fellow. <laughs> yep. Um, and uh so sorry yeah we're joking but we get like their their roll call there which is like really cool yeah um yeah so uh megatron's like we've just been waiting for the right moment to strike and then cheetor actually breaks the uh is the one who actually breaks the uh oh shit you're right yeah he he breaks the uh the truce or whatever which i mean i guess a goat he because megatron just fucking told them that they're planning on Wasting yeah. them. Go so Cheetor! Yeah, so Cheetor makes the first shot, which is not typically something we see the Maximals do. Yeah! He's like, we've just been waiting for our moment to strike. And then Cheetor is like, you mean like this? And he shoots Megatron in the fucking T-Rex head. Yeah. <laughs> Good for him! And Optimus is like, Cheetor! With a look of just, like, utter worry. But I mean, Cheetor didn't start it. Like, he's preempt to striking. I- I'm with Cheetor on that. Good move, man. Yeah. Can't hit fucking Waspinator with shit, but you can hit the giant stationary uh, T-Rex delivering his monologue. <laughs> yeah. And he's all like, ah, oh, a treacherous underhanded sneak attack. Ho, 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 ho. I like you, pussycat. But it shall avail you not. No. And that's yeah. a great line, by the way. <laughs> then we we get what I have uh, uh, long referred to as the Beast Wars roll call. Hell yeah, yeah. Um, the T Rex Megatron he throws his head up and he yells, "Predacons, terrorize!" And in turn, Optimus says, "Do it, maximize!" And then we get it. We get the spider. His name is Tarantulas, and he yells, "Terrorize!" Tarantulas! I can't do his, his voice. You can do it. Tarantulas! Terrorize! And he's gross looking. <laughs> and they, they go back and forth. So yep. Tarantulas. You get all of them. Yeah. You get Rhinox. Yeah. Yeah. Goes from Tarantulas to, to Rhinox. And. Scorpionok! Scorpionok, terrorize! And we get to see Scorponok again. Yeah, so we get them all. And uh, it cuts. I, maybe I'm wrong. Does it like show a Maximal and then show a Predacon and then show a Maximal and then show a Predacon? Yeah, that's that's what I was getting at. Yeah, the roll call thing. Yeah. How nice of them to wait for all of them to, to transform. I know. It's very, uh, 
gentle, gentlemanly of them. Okay. Listeners, oh. yes, we understand it's a kids show. <laughs> and it needs to say all of their names before they fight, but let us let us do our thing. <laughs> yeah, and Megatron, um we for the first time we get to see him transform. Yeah. His transformation's pretty cool. It is, yeah. I'd say Optimus's is even though he goes last here, his transformation isn't as cool as some of the others. He I he like, looks I, cool. Like yeah, his like robot his is cool, but like the the animation for it isn't like in the top three. I'd say it gets more uh, interesting when we start seeing him like transform uh, midair. Yeah, and that that whatnot. gets that uh that really that 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 rustles my that piques my interest. I'm interested so the, to see what they do with that. And so yeah, the, the the camera uh starts at. Uh, Megatron's feet and pans all the way up, showing showing a full body shot of this big, like hulking purple uh, dinosaur man. Dinosaur man. (laughs) (laughs) They don't call me Dinosaur Man for nothing. (laughs) And he's all like in a very like commanding voice, like now obliterate them. Mm-hmm. And, and they are they, they open fire. And we get and that boy, iconic, oh boy. we get that uh what would go on to be iconic Beast Wars battle music playing in the background. All of their weapons are different and they're really cool. Yeah, they all all their weapons have different sound effects too. Which is kind of cool because like that way you know who is shooting. Yeah, as we go on through the the season, you could tell from their weapons, even if it doesn't show us, like who's who's shooting with who, which is kind of cool. Yeah, you don't pick it up like right away, but it definitely, if you're watching it like we do, like week after week, it it sticks with you. Some of their photon blasters are the same, but for the most part, their their weapons are different. Mm-hmm. And um, for the first time of presumably many, uh, the Maximals hide behind rocks. <laughs> yep. I like Optimus's like wrist shotgun thing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, and, got, the, uh, he's got these like double. Bar- he's got this like double-barreled shotgun uh, in his left forearm. It's pretty. Kind of shoots like the photon or like the plasma blasts. Yeah. Uh, if anyone was counting, the Maximals might seem outnumbered here. Yeah, there is uh, five Predacons and four Maximals, so and, they're at a, uh, at a disadvantage. And to further that, Cheetor tries to crawl away, and he gets pinned by Rubble. Yeah, and he's all like, shit, guys, I'm stuck, because his leg is pinned by... Uh, of small rock. rock, a very small rock. Like I could. I'm not. I'm not a robot with hydraulic pistons, and Wait, I you're can not? move that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe I just think I'm not, but I've been programmed to think that, and I, I, I can. <laughs> but oh, there's only only one way to find out. Reboot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I could move that rock that's on Cheetor. Yeah, or at least roll it away. But hey, we're not all Rhinox. We can't all just move an infinite mass of rocks out of our way. Optimus uh, tells Rattrap to uh, help Cheetor and that he'll cover him. And uh, 
Rat Trap's just like, yeah, right. Yeah, and he says some Rat Trap bullshit like, you can kiss my skid plate, fearless leader. Yeah. Optimus <laughs> gets mad and then uh, flies into the air. Mm-hmm. So he can fly. He can he's fucking a- fly. He's an ape that can fly. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be the only um, Transformer on the show who can fly when their animal form can't. This is what it sounds like when apes fly. (laughs) (laughs) This is what it sounds like when apes fly. Did did that just pop up in your head? (laughs) Yes, it did. (laughs) And it kind of sounds like the Rocketeer. It's pretty cool. It's some it's some super ape moments here, but uh boy oh boy, Megatron's got like a weird giant like plasma laser cannon that he shoots out of his dinosaur hand. Okay, so Megatron's head, his T-Rex head, when he transforms into his robot form, the T-Rex head becomes his right hand. Yeah. It's kind and of it strange, shoot, but yeah, and it can shoot a laser out of it. Yeah. It's, it's it's like a beam, actually, not a single laser. Their eyes are lasers. Well, laser is a weird word. <laughs> Pla- plasma bolts? Uh, who who cares? Lasers. Yeah. And uh, Super Ape gets shot out of the air. And uh, Rhinox yells, no, Optimus! And Rat Trap also seems concerned. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> see, I told ya. Like, literally. In a mocking-like um, voice, but what you gonna do? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, Optimus uses his uh, uh, shotgun to blow up the boulder. <laughs> Seems safe. <laughs> <laughs> That's pinning Cheetor, and he succeeds. And uh, him and Cheetor uh, get out of there. And Megatron's all like, "Do not let them escape." And uh, Op- everyone or, uh, continues shooting. Yeah, everyone continues shooting. Rhinox says to Rat Trap, he's like, cover fire. They need it. We give it now. And he actually picks Rat Trap up. And look at the gun he's using. Yeah, that Rhinox using, is using. Yeah, he's using a uh, like little. Oh, he's using Cheetor's gun. He's using Cheetor's gun. Yeah. Yeah, he's using Cheetor's tummy gun. Yeah. <laughs> Where where did he get that? So, again, this is I I don't want to mention this like too much, uh, but like Christopher and I revisiting to make episode one and two like a little bit better, right? Um, but one thing I mentioned is he has a photon blaster in the first episode that confused me, and I knew that he had a photon blaster. I dropped it and we like moved on, but I did not notice until now that it was Cheetor's gun. Where did he get that? I don't know. Doesn't Cheetor have his gun? Yeah. Do you think Cheetor maybe has like a room just full of these guns? <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe underneath uh, armored flooring in the base? Like some sort of armory where they store weapons? Yeah. Hmm. That is suspiciously mostly just filled with Cheetor's tummy guns. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Cheetor runs up this fucking hill. <laughs> <laughs> he 
are you seeing that? Yeah. <laughs> That's painful uh, to behold. <laughs> oh, what were they doing? I guess they couldn't animate him, like, going up a steep incline properly, so they waddled him <laughs> up there. Wow. That... It's really hard to describe what he's doing, too. <laughs> Listeners, it... just watch the clip from the episode. <laughs> It looks like someone in drama class, like, doing a goofy walk. (laughs) (laughs) It's not even running. What? Okay, well. Wait, did Cheetor's gun fly out of his hand? I'm investigating this. Cheetor does not have his gun. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Oh! Okay, so when Cheetor is shot when he's trying to leave the canyon? Oh, look at me. Uh, I'm, uh, one, one might say I am legitimate in the trade <laughs> of journalism. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, was that made episode one? Do we... Yeah, uh, <laughs> listeners, uh, in the original uh, recording of this uh, from some time ago... Uh, I, I had made a comment about how I'd taken notes about the episode because I was a legitimate journalist, except I actually <laughs> said I because I am a legitimate journalism. And, and many laughs were had. <laughs> Christopher like, immediately was like, oh, sorry, what I meant is... And I was like, no, no, no. You don't let anyone tell you that you're not a legitimate journalism. And don't let anything hold you down. And um, uh, we, yeah, I, I, we didn't let him get away with that one, so it kind of became a thing. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was episode one, which is why I'm bringing it up now. And yeah. I feel like a legitimate journalism now. Cheetor's gun flies out of his hand as he's trying to climb up the canyon, and that might be why Rhinox has it. He falls back into the canyon without his gun, and his gun goes flying. And Rhinox just sees it lying around, and he's like, oh, hey, I can use this. I... Maybe he doesn't have his guns yet? His gun? He gets an iconic gun later, but maybe he doesn't have his? Or maybe um, his gun is more close range, and Cheetor's gun is better for medium distance? Maybe? Or the animators didn't <laughs> have his guns made yet? Huh. Cool. So, wow, revisiting these, we pieced it together. Or not. I, or I'm just making excuses for the show. I do that a lot, by the way. Um, so do yeah, I. <laughs> he has his... <laughs> in different ways. He, Yeah, he's shooting Cheetor's tummy gun. Look at that. Yeah, and Optimus is like, back to the base, let's go. And so they run away. And Megatron is all like, after them, do you? And then he starts shorting out. Yeah, there's like, what? He looks like he's being electrocuted or something. And when I mentioned earlier that I stumbled across this episode back in 1996 on TV randomly, it was at this exact moment. Oh, really? It was, yeah, it was at this exact moment uh, when Megatron is like, when Megatron uh, first starts shorting out 
And then we see the shot of the flyers, uh, Pterosaur and Waspinator flying, and then Waspinator shorts out. Lands on the ground and is all like, Oh, Waspinator cannot move. <laughs> and Megatron, and now Pterosaur is on the ground. And Megatron is continuing to short out. And he's like, Energon field buildup. Convert back to beast mode. And he transforms. And so as that an tells 11, the users a lot. As an 11 year old who loves the transformers, the user, Fuck. the user wins. What is wrong with me? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the viewer. <laughs> so, yeah, as an 11 year old who loved transformers when he was little, but knew nothing about this show, stumbled across this CGI show where a character mentions Energon and then transforms into a fucking dinosaur before fucking my eyes. Dope. I It blew my fucking mind. I was like, what? like, I, I just, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, I just lost my mind with excitement. That's a good first episode and good time during the first episode to cut in. Being like, yeah. whoa, 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 what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, I think my first episode was the one where Rat Trap is like infiltrating the, their ship. Oh, uh, a better mouse trap. Yeah, not a great first intro to the the show, but it gave me a feel for things, sort of. <laughs> better mouse trap was the ninth episode in both production and U.S. broadcast order. It was a good episode. Yeah, I liked it. But out of context, like, kid me was like, what's going on? Who is this? Is that a bad guy? Why is he doing aerobics and dodging fireballs? <laughs> Why is this rat talking and surfing? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> questions. <laughs> I the don't hard... know what's happening, but I like it. <laughs> the hard-hitting questions, damn it. Uh, so, uh, Rhinox saves um, Cheetor's tummy gun, thankfully. Yep. Just in case he doesn't have one or two or seven more. And um, yeah, it the the viewer is like, oh, cool. They can only stay in the robot forms for a certain amount of time. Got it. Great first first part. So uh, the the maximals uh, presumably it looks like it's starting to get dark. So presumably it's been some time. Uh, the maximals are heading back toward the base. Oh, you're right. Good catch. It's like evening. Yeah. Um, uh, Optimus and Rattrap are once again riding Rhinox. <laughs> and I think like Optimus is like just holding Rattrap up by the scruff of the neck, just like arguing with him. He's like, when I give you an order, you... Uh... Yeah. Rattrap's being a little disobedient shit. Yeah, he's laying down the law, being all like, let's get one thing straight, Rattrap. I am in command, and when I give an order, you will do as I say. And Rattrap's just all like, man, fuck you. And Optimus is like, I'd never tell you to do something I wouldn't do, dumbass. And he's like, oh yeah, then blah blah blah, looks like you got yourself shot. And he was like, oh, I gave you that order because I would provide you with better cover fire. And Rattrap's like, uh, oh... Oh, well, better, uh, well, better you than me. <laughs> yeah. Optimus, uh, why are you so forgiving? But that's one of his... 
is one is one of Optimus's weaknesses, but also his strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Optimus is like, Rat Trap's like, eh, what are you worried about? We got out of there alive, didn't we? And Optimus is like, uh, but injured. It'll take time for our beast forms to conduct internal repairs. Ah. So that tells us that they can repair themselves uh, when they're in their animal forms. Yep. Their beast mode, which is kind of cool. So um, when he got his rockets injured, presumably he's like being repaired while they're just chilling. Yep. I wonder. So Cheetor's weapon is in all of their weapons are inside their, their transformers. They're inside of them when they're uh, they're in their beast mode. If your weapon is lost or broken, is that different? Can you? Again, questions no one has ever <laughs> bothered asking. <laughs> could, could you like regenerate? Like his so Cheetor's tummy gun, right? It yeah. has an uh, um, a design on it that's like intestines. It's kept in his abdomen. If he say loses or somebody shoots or destroys that gun while he's in his like cheetah form, can he regenerate his weapon? So he just transforms and like his stomach is missing and his like entrails are leaking out. Well, we didn't have to get that. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, we did. Damn it. Huh. It's interesting to think about. Um, and another interesting thing is if a weapon, if they have like a blade, right? Could they like use it in their beast mode if they had like opposable thumbs? Like couldn't say, um, a gorilla? Could, couldn't a gorilla say like wield a sword? That'd be pretty fucking cool. I hey, mean, wait a sec. Why doesn't Optimus just use a gun when he's in his? Hold up! I. <laughs> How have I not asked this question yet? Why doesn't Optimus in his like beast mode just have a gun? Like a gun with a trigger that most of them use. Perhaps he could wield a Tommy gun. <laughs> or a Tommy gun. <laughs> Rhinox could. Uh, yeah, why don't the ones with opposable thumbs just have weapons? Well, we'll never know. World is just, I just shattered my own world. Okay. <laughs> um, all, they all act like they, the, the battle's kind of like over when they're, they're in their beast mode, but I mean, Optimus can hold a gat. Just saying. Uh, anyways, back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, as they're talking... Sorry, go ahead, yeah, Christopher. <laughs> speaking speaking of uh, Cheetor and his tummy gun, Cheetor shows up and is all like, I think we gave him the fade, Optimus. Um, yeah, Optimus is like, uh, for now, but one of them was missing from the battle. There were six. According to, the, according to the Golden Disk Theft reports, there were six Predacons. One of them was uh, missing from the battle. And Rattrap's like, yeah, well, maybe he got killed in the crash. And Rhinox mm -hmm. is like, that kind of luck we haven't been having much of lately. Um, yeah, and Cheetor's like, tell me about it. Look. And there's a dinosaur on the rocky bridge. 
the the bridge over the canyon that separates them from their ship. The bridge over the river Kwai. <laughs> and uh is that a river in China? Uh I feel bad that I don't know where that is. I think it's in Vietnam. Vietnam? I just know that uh, uh, Bridge Over the River Kwai is the name of a famous war film. Yeah, like something from the 50s or like 60s or something. Yeah. I think it might be a movie about Vietnam, but... Oh, it makes sense. That would make, that would make sense. I could be wrong. Listeners, if I'm wrong, and uh, yeah, I apologize. Well, wait, um, if it came out in the 50s... And Vietnam was after that. Okay, I'm just looking it up now. We we got to look it up now. Christopher is the film guy, not not me. <laughs> I think I've seen. Oh that yeah, yeah. It is the movie is from 1957. Uh, um... Okay, so it came out shortly after. Okay, it's um uh yeah, it's from 1957. So the River Kwai is in Myanmar. Myanmar or Burma. Which Those is, are real countries, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, they're in Southeast Asia. Yeah, close to India or Malaysia or Yeah, bordered by Bangladesh and India, China, Bangladesh. and Thailand. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, well, we learned something. Every day. Yep. Yep. Um, we, we've actually learned a lot this episode. Here. <laughs> yeah, so Dinobot is on the bridge. Um, and, and they're like, should we blast him? And uh, Optimus is like, uh, keep that option open, uh, but hang on. And so he walks onto the bridge to, to talk to Dinobot, and Dinobot is all like, Attention, Maximals. I have left the Predacons to join your group as leader. To be continued. To be continued. That's part one. Yeah, so that was part one of of, uh, Beast Wars. We... Here on the Too Much Energon podcast, we rate episodes on the Too Much Energon scale that ranges from Not Enough Energon, which can be an episode that is anywhere from really bad to just not that great. Is there anything as no Energon, or is that the same thing as <laughs> Not Enough? No Energon will be reserved for very special episodes uh, that yes, are just sorry. the worst ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, sufficient Energon, which is an episode that, uh, you know, is kind of just, eh, okay to pretty good. To too much Energon, which is an episode that's, wow, that's really good. Or this is, to, this is the absolute best episode of the show ever. So, Cal, on that scale, what would you rate Beast Wars Part 1? Oh, it's, it's a too much Energon for me, dog. Oh, it's definitely a too much energon for me as well. Great opening uh, to the series. Uh, great introductions to the characters. We haven't learned a lot about the Predacons yet, though. But No, other than one of them can shoot missiles that transport. 
others like all the way across the planet. Yeah. And that one is treacherous and a big T-Rex. Yeah. I like to think that uh, a Dinobot just landed from the <laughs> oh, like country missile. Like, like seconds before he approached the Maximals. Yeah, that's how he got there. Like <laughs> he he literally just landed like within minutes of the Maximals showing up. Yeah, and he was just like, huh? Where am I? Oh, here's a base. Oh, this is convenient. Uh, I'll challenge them for leadership. <laughs> and then he just chilled out on the on the bridge. Yeah. Uh, that is convenient. You, you know what's funny? Even though I've seen this multiple times, we actually noticed things this time that we had never noticed before. Totally. Like, um... Other than weird malformed uh, Megatron, but yeah. <laughs> there there was also <laughs> Rhinox, Rhinox shooting Cheetor's gun. That's interesting. We learned how heavy a silverback gorilla and a rhinoceros is, <laughs> and we learned the meaning of friend friendship and loyalty. Not yet. That'll take a few episodes. <laughs> uh, we're there. Best way to support the show. If you're listening to this on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, give us a five-star rating because that helps us out with discoverability. Also, check out our website, www.toomuchenergon.ca, where you can find embedded players for all of the episodes of this show, uh, social media links, and yada, yada, yada. We'll be back next time with Beast Wars Part 2. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and I've, I've been one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. I'm your other host, NeoCal. And until next time, Beast Mode. Beast Mode. Beast Mode! <laughs> <laughs>